Welcome back to Sit With Brit. This is your host, Brittany Bailey. I'm a writer, podcaster, and digital creator. But most of all, I am just so excited that you're here. So take a seat and let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sit With Brit. This is Brittany Bailey, your host. And today I am here with Ashao Freesky. And he is, I have heard him referred to as the anti-hustle guy. We're going to dive into some of his awesome tactics for parentpreneurs. Um, but welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me over. Absolutely. So um, I want to dive right into it because your whole thing is about productivity and helping entrepreneurs shave up to 20 hours off of their work week, which I know will catch the attention of literally every person who runs a business (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, So before we dive into like the tactics that you use, tell us a little bit about like how you stumbled upon this process that you use to serve your customers. Yeah. So what I do is really rooted in the difficulty I had. I used to be a chronic procrastinator and I would get distracted, go down these rabbit holes for hours. And I would, I would have a really hard time hitting deadlines. And like in college, I would be always handing things out. And like the very last minute, I would literally stay up all night for many projects. And, uh, I, um, I had this belief, I didn't even realize it at the time, that I, that was just like who I was. I was someone who was not very disciplined. I felt that I just couldn't get myself to do what I had set out to do. And I thought maybe that was just like who I was. Maybe I was a lazy person. And fast forward some time, my uh, wife and I had our first daughter, our first child, our daughter. And at the time I was working a full-time job and I was just felt like I was missing out on her childhood because I would leave before they would wake up and I'd come back and have a couple hours with her. And that was really what sparked me to want to become an entrepreneur and have more flexibility in my schedule. And at the time having a new, a new child, it was like full on, you know, I had like no time to myself and that was really when I realized like okay this is this is not good because I'm getting really frustrated with my family and I and I need more time to myself but I feel like there's no time and that was kind of one of the things that instigated me into really diving into neuroscience and behavior change to figure out like okay how can I make this change because now it's now it's a must it's not like oh it would be nice it's it it became you know very important. And so through learning those things and and applying them, I I started to carve out a morning ritual for myself and also started just implementing progressively more and more habits. And people started to like, ask me like, what are you doing? Like, how are you so disciplined? And I was like, disciplined, like that doesn't fit with my sense of self. Like, what are you talking about? Um, But I'd heard it enough times that it that it started to change the way I, I thought of myself. And I, yeah, I started putting on workshops and, and, and going to festivals, teaching about this, you know, goal setting and, and habits. And being an entrepreneur, I was working seven days a week and longer hours than I really would have liked. And I was like, okay, well, how can I start to install more systems and habits 
I'm like, everything is, everything is behavior. <laughs> like, I know this, I, I, I can figure this out. And so I started implementing more of those things into my business. And I started to really see some shifts. And, and I just remember this one day where I was like, thinking back on my day, I'm like, I didn't get distracted today. I think I spent the whole day, like fully focused on everything that I needed to do. And, and I was like, wait a minute, looking back, this is actually normal now. And that was like, really struck me as like how much of a shift I had gone through. And yeah, like I, I had ended up shaving over 20 hours off of my work week and, and actually accomplishing more than I did in a seven day uh, week. And, and now I've started to realize there's actually like, it's correlated <laughs> uh, in terms of like performance and we'll get more into, you know, cutting down on sleep and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's my passionate belief that parent entrepreneurs deserve to have more time with their families. And, and it's become my mission to help them design a life where they can spend less time working and more time living and bringing fun into their lives. And that's why I created my uh, W Time Off coaching program to help parents install systems and habits into their business to help them become you know, more organized and highly productive so that they can reclaim back hours with their family. Yeah. What I love about your story is it is that you didn't like set off to create this business that you now have. Like you were just an entrepreneur who was trying to get more time with your family. And so by necessity, you had to develop these tools. And what I know about a lot of entrepreneurs is the systems and the products that we build out of like the place where our back is against the wall and we just had to figure something out. Like those are the things that work so well because they've been applied in real life before they were ever like a pretty framework with system and all mm -hmm. of that, you know, like you were doing this day in and day out. So that's like part of what I love about your story. The other thing that you mentioned is it was like an identity shift. So I'm curious, how much do you think of like habit changing or habit creation is identity like I am a lazy person or I'm not a lazy person versus tactics like do you think those two things work together to create habits mm. yeah I think identity and habits are actually very closely linked um, and if we just dive in a little bit about like what is a belief and how are they formed I like to think of beliefs as a scale and like let's just oversimplify here and if you think of one side of the balance is I'm lazy and on the other side of the balance is I'm disciplined and every every um, experience or or like reference that your mind can think back on and be like oh I did that then that's like you know I didn't I didn't hand in my assignment on time that's one more brick on the lazy scale or oh I stuck with my with my morning routine that's a little brick for the for the discipline scale. And so when we start to develop habits, and what I love about uh, developing habits, and specifically, tiny habits and micro commitments, is you start small so that you can actually build momentum. And now you're, because it's small, you can stick to it, you're building consistency, and you're consistently laying bricks onto the identity of whatever it is, maybe it's, I'm, I'm a healthy person, or um, I'm, you know, I'm disciplined. And with the habit, you are giving your mind increasingly amounts of 
of references that support the new belief. And so I, I think the best way to create a new identity and belief is, is actually through habits. What is, a, what is a simple habit I can implement that is going to affirm to me that I am becoming this version of myself that I would like to be? I love that. So what would be an example of, like you mentioned micro-commitment, which is such a cool term, like what would be an example of a micro-commitment to like to work towards this ultimate goal of shaving 20 hours off of our work week? Like what would be an example of a micro-commitment in that case? Yeah. So I, I think planning your day is a great way to start, you know, for people who just kind of wing it. Um, this can be a really transformational thing when you just have, um, like, it could just be as simple as taking out a sticky note and just like writing down what's my most important thing for the next day. And it's not like, oh, I have to identify all my priorities and run it through an Eisenhower matrix and whatever. It's just, what's my, what's my one thing for the next day? Most people have a, a at least a grasp of what they should be doing and just write that down at the end of your day, the next day you'll have it there in front of you and that you'll start to build momentum and you'll start to see like, Oh, I can really, I can do this. That's, that's not so hard. And then you can build off of success. Yeah. Mm, okay. I love that. So um, I know that you in part of this process to shave 20 hours off of our work week, we're talking about micro commitments um, you talk a lot about time blocking. And so tell us a little bit how time blocking plays into this. Like if we're going to start planning our day, okay, that's step one. Where does time blocking come into this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, planning your day fits within my overall like time blocking framework. And if we want to, you know, reclaim time with our families and we want to cut time off of our work week, I think it's essential to look at your overall schedule because a lot of people who are feeling overwhelmed with everything that they have to do think that, well, I just need to get more done faster. And to me, that's a broken strategy because if you're constantly trying to get more done faster, you're like hustling and grinding and you're probably going to sacrifice important things like sleep and family. And, and ultimately you're, you're not even really going to get more time with with your family because you're just going to cram more in in that same amount of time so i like to start with the end in mind and look at what are the big life categories that i must consistently put energy into to feel fulfilled on as a holistic being and so for me that breaks down into three main life categories so the first one is health and self so I need to be maximizing my own potential to really serve and to show up and to be um, really sharp and, and a good business leader. And so that's for me is the first life category. The second one is family and relationships. That's where I derive a lot of my fulfillment in life. It's through those around me. And the third is service and work and contributing. You know, a lot of us, our business is our service. And so when I'm looking at like, how do I plan out my week? I like to think of, I, I think of starting with health and self. And there's three areas of health and self that I like to start with. So, or that I, I think about. Uh, first one is sleep. I mentioned this earlier. This is like a huge um, 
like productivity hack. Uh, it's not really a hack. It's just like the foundation of being healthy and energized and being, you know, having your brain working properly. Uh, so I want to make sure that I'm getting eight hours of sleep every night. So I'm looking at, that's how I start. I'm looking at my schedule. Where does my day end? Where does my day start? When am I waking up? When am I going to bed to make sure that I get that amount of sleep? And that's kind of bookending my, my day so that I now have something to work within. So I start with, with sleep. And then uh, second one is movement or exercise. I like to do, uh, at first I would do it during my morning ritual. Now I kind of do it throughout the day, but just having, making sure that there's time in the day that I'm going to move. Because again, movement is a very powerful, like cognitive enhancer. Richard Branson said, what's your secret for productivity? He said, working out. Uh, he said that gives him like four extra hours of productive time every day working out. So that, you know, obviously there's health benefits to it, but if we're just looking at it from the perspective of like being effective, uh, you can't, you can't overlook uh, sleep and exercise. And the third is fun and growth. So I want to make sure I'm constantly growing and, and having fun. And so for me, that's music. And I also love learning, reading books, taking courses. So making sure that I have time for that. So that's for me is I, I, my morning first two hours of the day is for myself. And I, and I do a lot of those things in that chunk of time. And then family and relationships, looking at my week, what are intentional times that I'm going to spend with my family? For me, it's mostly the evenings that I have as family time. And then third pillar is service and work. So once I, you know, I've looked at that health and self and family and relationships. And then now it's like, okay, when is my time to work and making sure that I have set work hours, uh, maybe not going to be the same thing. Uh, you know, I like to have flexibility in my schedule. So it's, it's mostly consistent in terms of when I start and end, but I also have some days that are different, but week over week, it's the same. Got it. And so are you doing this seven days a week or are you doing this five days a week just during your, your working week? Yeah. So I started off doing it five days a week and I started off just, just really planning like my, my work hours in terms of what am I blocking off? And increasingly, um, as my wife and I try bringing more things into our lives. We're like, okay, we have to schedule this now. And sometimes things are on a two week rotation. Um, but mainly it's, it's a, it's a five day scheduled and then the weekends are more flexible. Got it. Okay. What I like about it is you're not necessarily saying like, okay, you have to wake up at 4am and you have to do this, this, and this. You're like, these are the categories or the pillars you call them that that help you be productive and feel whole as a human and you can schedule them like your day could start maybe at 11 if you wanted it to like you could have these time blocks shifted all the way down if you're more of a night person or more up mm -hmm. if you're more of a morning person is that am I understanding that right mm -hmm. yeah like I I used to be a little dogmatic about getting up early in the morning because I do get up early in the morning and I used to be a night owl so I'm like you know, this idea of a night owl again is, or night owl is, uh, is to me, I think an identity and that I was stuck in that mind frame. Um, but you know, there's different, I, I think people have different needs, um, whatever their like family situation is or whatever their phase in life is. And yeah, it's, it's 
for me, it's, it's less about when you wake up and when you go to bed as much as what works for you personally. Right. So as we talk about habit creation and starting this new process of time blocking, what do you think is like one of the main reasons that people fail as a whole when it comes to creating a new system or starting a new system? You know, we've all had like that experience at, you know, New Year's Eve, we're like, we're going to do this. I know I've been Mm -hmm. this countless times in my life. I'm going to, you know, eat vegan for a month or I'm going to do whatever. And then slowly, but surely we fall off. So like, what do you think causes that? Yeah, great question. I think the biggest thing is having a go big or go home mentality where people will be like, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. (laughs) And then, you know, they start running whatever 10 K every day and they maybe have never ran a day in the last two years and now they just are sore and and they're demotivated because they can't continue up and they feel bad about themselves and it creates this negative cycle and i see this repeated in you know all kinds of basically any kind of habit that people try to implement is trying to do it all at once and i also used to do that i i would you know try new year's eve okay i'm gonna go and do these workouts with my buddy we're gonna do the insanity workouts and fail a month later and now i realize the power of starting small and starting so small in fact that it almost seems ridiculous like what is built you know like if let's just stick on the on the idea of exercise because it's easy to understand if it's like I'm trying to start a whatever a jogging routine, what if my habit was I'm just going to, let's say it's I wake up in the morning, get out of bed, and I put my running shoes on. That's it. Like that is the habit. Put the shoes on. Because if you can't consistently put the shoes on and and have that habit, then you have no business really trying to do something beyond that. So once you build that foundation, now you have a foundation to build on. And again, you know, we're building confidence and momentum. Like we said before, the identity of like, hey, I really can do this. And now you're now you have you're working with a forward positive feedback loop instead of a negative. Oh, I missed today because I was setting too big of a goal. Um, and then now it's it becomes kind of effortless to grow the habit. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's like a positive snowball effect instead of a negative snowball effect. We're just proving totally. to ourselves consistently. Totally. Yes, I can do this. Yesterday I did it. Tomorrow I'm going to do it consistently. I wonder if the reason that humans like, I know that I've done this too, like the all or nothing mentality where like, I didn't just say, I'm going to like cut out some dairy products. I was like, I'm going vegan forever, <laughs> you know? And I wonder if it's because like, we have associated in the past, we've associated creating habits with like, it's kind of a painful thing. Like we have to stick to it. So if we're going to do it, we got to do it for like this huge ultimate goal. Like, I wonder if that is it, or if you have another reason, like why, why do we consistently want to create these massive big habits instead of just allowing ourselves to build up to Mm. that place? Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. And I don't really know the answer. I think it probably has to do with like starting small is not sexy. And if you just like, you know, we hear these stories of massive changes people have Mm -hmm. overnight. 
Um, and oftentimes we don't realize that the overnight success is actually from years of compounding tiny successes that suddenly blow up. And so we, we see from the outside these glamorous events and we don't see all the hard work that's gone on the background that was not sexy. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so I've heard you mention, I was doing some research on you before we hopped on here. I heard you mention the GPS framework. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is and how that plays into everything that we're talking about? Sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> as the years progressed and I was analyzing why I was not succeeding at certain things and I was at others, you know, we all hear about goal setting and the importance of, of goal setting. And I was like, okay, clearly this, there's something to this goal setting thing, having an, an intention, having a direction, like where am I ultimately heading? So I knew that was important. Um, but I, you know, as many of us do set a goal and then a year goes by and like, oh, I didn't even like think about that goal since I said it last year. And so nothing happened. So then I'm like, okay, so a goal without a plan is kind of just a wish. And so I realized, okay, so once you have a goal, once you have a plan, you're good. Now you're, you can make it work. So um, some years back, my wife and I wanted to release an album, uh, playing music. We love to play music together. And so we set this goal. We're going to, we're going to release an album. It'll be 10 tracks. So we set, you know, the specific amount by this end date. And I broke it down to a plan of like the phases of, of when, you know, like I broke it down into like, I'm going to, we're going to brainstorm our, our songs and then we're going to, you know, arrange them and we're going to mix them and, and all that. I made a plan and then um, nothing happened. I, uh, we, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't make the album. <laughs> it didn't happen. And um, that's when it really struck me that there was a missing piece, which was scheduling. So there's mm -hmm. the G for the goal, there's a plan. And then you need a time that you're actually going to sit down and implement the plan. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, the schedule is, is maybe more important than the other two, because you can have, if you at least have a, a schedule, a time to sit down, like when I was designing my work, my, my workouts, I didn't know what I was going to do but I built the habit of showing up. And then in that time I was like, okay, well, why don't I try this? Why don't I try that? And then I started to do research and then, and then the vision becomes clear. The plan is created, but without that scheduled time, there is, there is no progress whatsoever. And that's why I love time blocking because it's, it's really emphasizing like being intentional with your time and planning out your day or having times to work on certain activities. Yeah, I love that. I, I don't know where I heard this, but somewhere I heard that it's like the container rule, I think is what it was called. But basically, like if you give yourself 15 minutes to get ready, you'll get ready in 15 minutes. If you give yourself 45 minutes to get ready, you'll get ready in 45 minutes. Like whatever you set aside, the time that you set aside, like you will fill it with whatever mm -hmm. activity. So I think that's great because you're saying like, 
you know, schedule time to work out, even if you don't have like the perfect plan or you don't have like everything exactly figured out how much weight you're going to lift, whatever. Like if you're at the gym and you have the gym on your calendar, you're going to go to the gym and work out. Like it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Parkinson's law. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. that's, it's a, it's a very, very powerful um, concept when, when you realize that, oh, I can do something that would normally take me four hours and get it done in like 30 minutes, like that's unreal. And Mm -hmm. once you start applying that along with, you know, proper prioritization and and scheduling, then that's when it really becomes possible for you to cut down your work hours because now instead of working a full day at like a 50% intensity level, I like to basically think of my work day as a sprint. I'm like, how quickly can I get this done? And, and, and like, just focus. I like to be, when I'm working, I like to be working and then, and then I'm, and then I'm done. And so I, I use that when I'm, when I'm planning out my days, I'm looking at, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too much here, but basically, you know, I'm looking at a block of time and I'm setting an intention for how, like, let's say I'm, reaching out to podcast hosts like how many podcast hosts can I reach out to in this block of time and I and it becomes a game and then it becomes fun and then week over week I can improve and (laughs) optimize (laughs) yeah totally so are you so you have your time blocking like in place for week to week are you also setting aside time like as a business owner are you setting aside time that's like more big picture where you're like okay you know, this quarter, I want to reach out to this many podcast hosts and do this much and do this much. And then that fills your, your time blocking. Is that kind of like how you're flowing things? Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a quarterly planning, monthly planning, weekly planning, daily planning. And a lot of people start there. Like they start with the yearly planning and then they work backwards and I think it's actually more practical to start from the bottom up because if you don't have that, the, the, the tactical like um, skills to implement the things on a daily level and you, you have these big goals, all of the like whirlwind of, of current business and daily life is often going to sweep you away from your big goals because you haven't set up systems in place to to handle the day-to-day so i like to start with the day-to-day i like to start with a daily have the daily planning habit and then move up to the weekly planning habit move up to a monthly or quarterly planning habits and and then that way i mean not to say that you can't you can't set quarterly plans but but i think it's it's most important to to have a daily planning in place before you really focus on on having like, okay, I'm going to be a, do a full, whatever weekend, yearly, annual planning. Like that's great as well. I just think that you need to have the tactical actions in place as well. Yeah. And I love that because I know like I've been in these big masterminds with people and, you know, taking advantage of these very large, like productivity groups and stuff, which is great but it always was so overwhelming to me because they'd be like, what do you want to do next year? Like 2023 vision, what is it? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, I know generally what I want, you know, but it's, it's mm-hmm. hard to see this huge vision and then break it down 
and things change, right? Like, you know, we had what COVID hit, we had all this stuff like happen that impacted ad spend and, you know, all this stuff where it's like, that's going to change what your day-to-day looks like as a business owner. So sometimes it's almost harder to predict out that far and then try to break it down because it changes so much. So I love that because I think Mm -hmm. it's a lot less overwhelming to just be like, what do I have to do today, this week, month? And then it kind of like snowballs. It's all about that positive snowball. Like what you're Mm -hmm. saying is very easy to see that that's the, that's the result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I do have, I do like having uh, a North star, like a 25 year vision. Some people, you know, have trouble with that. It takes practice. Um, But I don't like a lot of my emphasis is more on the, on the quarterly planning and the the monthly and weekly and daily because quarterly seems to be a good balance between like a longer term, but not too long that it's like, I have no idea what's going to happen six months from now, a year from now, especially these days. Um, So a quarter seems like a, a pretty manageable, like mid mid range. Yeah. Awesome. So I know you have an awesome gift for us that um, helps people double their time off, which is amazing. So um, that information will be in the show notes. Um, And I just kind of want to sign off with like, if there's one or two steps, I know we mentioned the, the sticky note, like planning out on a sticky note. If someone is like, okay, I think this is a system that I actually can do like this is something that I can actually wrap my mind around and I think I can make some positive changes here um is the first step just to go grab the awesome resource that you have for us or like what kinds of things would you tell somebody who's who's thinking this is resonating with them Mm -hmm. yeah so we're just talking about quarterly planning uh the resource is actually my 90-day planner so it's it's helping you look at the big picture 25 years a year but more importantly, most of it is focused on what is the next quarter. And again, you can't just have a goal. You need to have a plan. And so it breaks you down to like, what are the actual behaviors that I need to do this week today to move towards that, that goal on a consistent basis? So that's, that's what the planner is. Uh, it's, a, it's a great resource. Um, for planning your quarters and then also just if you want to know more about me like that's the place to go and in terms of like action steps like I said the sticky note habit is a great one to start if you're having success with that and you have it you know you're building that habit you want to know what the what another simple habit you can do is to look at your week and look at okay what are the three big things that I need to accomplish this week. And so I have, you know, in my task management system, I have my three things for the week. And every day when I go to plan the next day, I refer back to that. So it's like a North star. It's like, I'm constantly recalibrating myself. When I look at my week, I'm looking back at, okay, what was my plan for the quarter? And then when I'm looking at my day, I'm looking back at reviewing what was my plan for the week just to keep me aligned with what is the big picture yeah so yeah. similar habit you can write it even down on a sticky note what are the three things for this week and then the day before the net before you're planning tomorrow look at a sticky note again refer back to the three things write down on a sticky note your one thing for tomorrow awesome i love that i actually work with a client who they have like a weekly top five meeting and so every week we meet and we say like, here's the five things I'm working on this week. And then 
that's it. So like consistently throughout the week, if a new project gets put on your plate, you're like going back to your top five and being like, nope, that doesn't fit. Like, yes, that fits, you know? So I love mm-hmm. that. It's very, it's helpful as we're, you know, moving through the week because things change a lot <laughs> as entrepreneurs. Totally. Awesome. So um, I know they can find you in the resource that we're going to drop in the show notes. Are you active on social? Is there a good place to find you over there? Best place to find me would be wtimeoff.com slash Brit. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And we are so happy to have you and all of these productivity tips because I know entrepreneurs really need this. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Sit With Brit. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this so I know what kind of content is helpful and relevant to you. You can always reach out to me at Brittany Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-Y on Instagram or hello at BrittanyBailey.com on email. Thank you again and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.